the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is WHK Color Channel 14 Cleveland Radio. Where your hearing swings. Where your hearing swings. Welcome to The Advocate with your host, Nick Phillips. And now, here's your host, Nick Phillips. Hello, Cleveland. Welcome to another edition of The Advocate. I'm your host, Nick Phillips, and today we're going to be talking about air safety. And when I think of air safety, I think of really only one person who I've known, and people, and a person who you have seen over the many years, Mr. John Cox. John, thank you for joining us. Oh, thanks for having me, Nick. Good to be here. I just wanted to let people know who John Cox is if they aren't putting the name together to what they've seen of you. Uh, John is an expert in aviation safety. He's won a number of awards. He started flying in uh, 1973, and uh, he has been seen on uh, many TV and news outlets uh, shows. He's been on NBC as their aviation analyst from 2006, uh, USA Today columnist uh, from 2006, and he's been on ABC News, BBC, NBC News, CBC, CBS News. The list goes on and on. And, John, you've become quite the voice of aviation safety, not just participating in it. Uh, with regard to aviation safety, how, how did you get involved in doing the media thing? Uh, I was a safety representative for the Airline Pilots Association, and as I kind of rose through the ranks and ended up as central safety chairman for ALPA at U.S. Air, uh, I became a, a safety spokesman there and then advanced to uh, the executive air safety chairman for all of ALPA in North America, representing some 60,000 pilots. And so I became the voice or the, the uh, person that the media would turn to when safety questions came up, particularly for the ALPA viewpoint. And after I retired in 2005, I was, the media kept the, my phone number, I guess. And uh, so I've been with that kind of background. Um, people have reached out to me over the years. And once you get in the media circle, they tend to come back to you. So I've been uh, fortunate to have the opportunity to have that platform to, to keep people focused on aviation safety. Well, you've been involved in describing aircraft disasters and uh, that's been on, has that been on cable? Uh, Air Disasters is on Smithsonian it's, uh, or the History Channel or National Geographic. I've been involved with them for 10 or 12 years. And uh, NBC or Peacock Productions did a thing called uh, Why Planes Crash. There were 13 episodes of it. I was involved um, with it. And then the Netflix uh, documentary Downfall uh, and a few others, the Malaysia 370 um, uh, 60 Minutes special I'm involved was involved with it. It, it's almost automatic that every time there's a air disaster that's current in the news, uh, within the first uh, eight hours, we see you on TV somewhere talking about it. And uh, with regard to all these air disasters and crashes, 
how have we been doing the last several years? Are we, are we having fewer? Are we under control? Or what, what's happening globally? In 2023, we flew about 35 million flights. And of that, we had no fatalities and no accidents for commercial jet aircraft anywhere in the world. There were two turboprop accidents that had fatalities uh, in somewhat remote regions of the world. But other than that, 2023 was a remarkably safe year. It and 2017 are probably the two best years in aviation safety history. So uh, we're doing well. Uh, we are. We have developed a really good system of if an incident happens, is thoroughly investigating it, getting the lessons learned, and then implementing those lessons. We're building better airplanes. Um, we're training pilots in a better way. But also the operators uh, and regulators have adopted safety management systems. Mm-hmm. So the... Uh, all in all, uh, we're doing we're doing well in aviation safety. We need to continue to improve, but the record always. speaks always. Uh, well, but well, the let's, record let's speaks take, pretty well. John, let's take a short break. Right, we're going to take a short break and be back with you after these words from our sponsors. You're listening to Nick Phillips here on The Advocate here on WHK. The answer. Don't go away. We'll be right back. Cloud9. It provides complete computer system support for your business and better yet, offers these services at a fixed cost. Cloud9. It is truly a flat fee company whose goals align with those of your business. We both need you to be up and running to make money. Monthly, you'll receive only one bill and all the service that you need. Call Cloud9 now at 844-556-8394 to find out how Cloud9 can save you time and money. That's Cloud with a K9 at 844-556-8394 to fix your IT costs now. Everyone needs a dentist. In selecting a family dentist, you want to make sure they are the very best. Dr. Kenneth Wolnick is one of the best dentists in our area. Rated for the past six years as one of the top dentists in Northern Ohio by Cleveland Magazine, Dr. Wolnick is one of the top 5% of dentists awarded a prestigious fellowship by the Academy of General Dentistry. Dr. Wolnick's office is conveniently located at 6363 York Road in Parma Heights. You can reach his office to schedule an appointment by calling 440-888- 5055. That's 440-888-5055. There's nothing better than great dental care from a great dentist. Hi, I'm Pat Lamb. Select Insurance Services is a family-run business and your personal shopper for auto, home, and business insurance. Plus, I'm Dave Ramsey's endorsed local provider. I think you'll agree, insurance is confusing, but at the same time, it's very important to your financial security. We believe insurance should be secured through a professional. Why? Because one wrong click in the do-it-yourself plan could cost you everything. Our approach stands out because we ask the right questions, listen to your personal situation, and share our knowledge to close potential coverage gaps. This is an experience a do-it-yourself plan can't provide. Did you know there could be a coverage gap when you drive someone else's car? So call us today, 440-237-8555, or check us out at selectinsservice.com. 440-237-8555, or selectinsservice.com. Hi, this is Nick Phillips, host of The Advocate. Pat Lamb and Select Insurance have been my insurance agents for years. Wonderful to work with and never a hassle. Call Pat Lamb at Select Insurance for your insurance needs. And now, back to The Advocate with your host, Nick Phillips. 
Welcome back to Cleveland. Nick Phillips with you with another segment of The Advocate. But today we're talking to aviation safety specialist John Cox. John, thank you so much for joining us. Glad to be here. Thanks for having me, Nick. You know, aviation flying in airlines is so second nature. Uh, We have millions of Americans flying every day, and aviation and airline safety is of utmost importance. Uh, Over recent weeks and months, we've had a couple of situations where uh, you were giving us information about your opinions as to what's been happening, but a couple of incidents I'd like to talk about. The first one in Japan, I think it was Haneda Airport, an Airbus uh, landed on top of a Coast Guard plane, Dash 7 or Dash 8, I think. Uh, And one of the most remarkable things about it, the video was showing a tremendous amount of fire, yet everyone off the passenger jet escaped with with apparently without injury or injuries minor, no deaths. Uh, With that, is that something that we've been planning for, that kind of a, a accident and that kind of an evacuation? And is there anything remarkable about that? The evacuation of the uh, Japan Airlines A350 uh, was executed extremely well by very, very professional uh, cabin crew. And they, they really did a remarkable job. There are eight exits on that airplane, of which only three were usable. And one of the three was barely usable, the one uh, on the very back uh, of the left side of the airplane. Uh, it, the nose gear had folded up, so it was very, very, very steep because of the height of the, of the tail with the airplane sitting on the nose. So most people came out the front two exits. And they that, that cabin crew did an extremely good job. It's good training uh, that... It prevailed, and I really compliment the, uh, the JAL crew. One thing that was very interesting in the videos were that people followed the instructions of the flight attendants, and they didn't try to get their belongings out of the overhead. And that's important because you really don't have a lot of time, and as you're trying to get your belongings out of the overhead, you're blocking the exit not only for yourself but the aisleway for other people you're putting their lives at risk. And the so the passengers on that airplane contributed also to the success of that evacuation. And finally, the, the A350 is a, one of the newest airplanes being manufactured, and it's made a lot of composites. And uh, the fire was very intense, but that composite material protected the passengers for a, a good long period of time, giving them time to evacuate. So a lot of things went right in that um, uh, in that evacuation that I'm very glad of. Well, we talk about, and, and what I've heard is that practice uh, to evacuate an airplane is that an airplane should be evacuated within 90 seconds, but uh, that's not always possible. How long did it take for this Japanese airline to evacuate? From what I have read, they got the passengers out within about nine minutes. The certification requirement is to have half of the exits blocked and then using the other half is to get everyone off within 90 seconds. So this one did go a little bit longer, but they had fewer uh, exits to work with. And as I mentioned, the uh, the A350, the, the composite material, it gave them a little bit longer um, than aluminum would have. So this uh, this evacuation went well. It did go beyond the 90 seconds. Well, it was great that uh, it was held that way. Are other aircraft made the same way, like the Boeing aircraft? 
We have the same the, amount of composites in fire protection? The 787 is a lot of composites. The Airbus A380 has a good bit of composite in it. More and more, you're seeing the newer generation airliners go to composites. It's lighter and stronger. So uh, mm-hmm. that there's incentive for the manufacturers to use it. When, when I think of a J- Japanese airline crashing and the flight attendants directing the passengers to act in a certain way, I, I think there are certain characteristics of the Japanese population that make them probably more compliant with directions than what I would think Americans would be like. Uh, is, is that an accurate feeling I have, or do you think Americans would evacuate as cleanly as they did off that Japanese airplane? In other words, not insist on getting their overhead personal luggage. History has shown us that American passengers will try to get their belongings. Uh, When we saw the evacuation of the British Airways 777 in uh, Las Vegas and the American Airlines evacuation of a Boeing 767 in Chicago, in both cases, American passengers reached and got their uh, things out of their overheads, which imperiled the themselves and others. So I think part of the success of the JAL evacuation was the fact that people followed what the uh, flight attendants said and did did not try to bring their belongings on board. And it's a lesson for us as American passengers uh, from that evacuation. Leave your stuff in the overhead and get out of the airplane. If you don't, you you risk your, your life and the lives of others. It seems like uh, with that JAL flight uh, that, that crashed, as you said, the nose gear collapsed, the tail was up in the air, and only three of the exits were usable. The people behind you, if you're going to stop and get your bags, are the ones who are at risk. You may make it out, but the people behind you won't. Uh, from what I – it looked like the fire was intense. It was rapid. It was all engulfing. Yet uh, that doesn't last forever. So I guess that is our message to the American public. If you're in that situation, just get out, leave everything behind. Is that a fair statement? It is. uh, Leave your stuff behind. Follow the uh, flight attendants. When you get on the airplane, Figure, look and see where the nearest exit is. Count the rows. It may be behind you. But count the rows so that you know where there is uh, an exit that you can get out of. And lastly, Leave your shoes on for takeoff and landing. If you have to get out of the airplane in a hurry, you don't want to try to do that barefooted. Especially if you have to get out on the pavement that has some burning fuel or something like that, yeah. which, right. which is all there. Uh, in, the, uh, in the situations that we've been having here, uh, how, how do people behave? Do they act, at least in this country, do we have any information as to whether they panic, they're loud, they're every man for themselves, or is it uh, an orderly following of instructions? History has shown us it's a little bit of both. Yes, there is oftentimes some panic, but I'll I'll use the term, it's semi-controlled panic. Um, Most people will follow the the group that is getting out of the airplane. They'll see an exit, and they'll get in the, the line to get out, and they move fairly quickly. So in that way, it's a, it's a good, um, there's good indication of success. There are a few people that when panicked will just freeze. And unfortunately, they put themselves at grave risk 
when they do that. You need to follow the instructions of the cabin crew, get to an exit and get out. If you freeze in the seat and don't move, your likelihood of survival goes down dramatically. And there is some work being done about the psychology of people and how to, to help uh, break that to get people to move. And um, I think that that research is not fully developed yet, but um, obviously we want to get everybody out. And the, the vast majority of the people, they will see the fact that there is uh, a fire or a reason to get out. They'll follow the instructions. The flight attendants, um, too often they bring, they reach for their stuff in the overhead, but beyond that, they tend to, to move pretty quickly. Uh, here's a question that comes up a lot. Uh, just one of those good to know things. Where do you want to sit in the jetliner? Do you want to sit by the window or by the aisle? You want to sit up front or in the back at an emergency exit? Um, what do you think? I, I've been asked that. Is there a, the safest seat in an airplane? And it depends on what kind of accident. So mm-hmm. it, it's really hard to say that. Um, typically, uh, an aisle seat near an exit um, will give you um, the best opportunity to get to the exit and then uh, and to get out. So that's something certainly to consider. At certain types of accidents, the back of the airplane uh, has less force on it than the front if it hits something, but you can't predict the sort of accident that, that you're in. The most common sort of accident is a runway excursion where the airplane goes off either the side or the end of the runway. And that typically happens at low speed and usually most all of the exits are available. So the evacuation goes more smoothly in those cases. So I don't really pick, I don't know that there is a spot um, that I would say where the safest seats are. That'd be determined after the incident, I would imagine. Well, we're, we're going to take a short break. We're talking to aviation safety specialist, John Cox. And we're going to take a short break. We'll be back after these words from our sponsor. So you're listening to Nick Phillips here on The Advocate. Don't call it. Cloud9. It provides complete computer system support for your business. And better yet, offers these services at a fixed cost. Cloud9. It is truly a flat fee company whose goals align with those of your business. We both need you to be up and running to make money. Monthly, you'll receive only one bill and all the service that you need. Call Cloud9 now at 844-556-8394 to find out how Cloud9 can save you time and money. That's cloud with a K, 9, at 844-556-8394 to fix your IT costs now. Everyone needs a dentist. In selecting a family dentist, you want to make sure they are the very best. Dr. Kenneth Wolnick is one of the best dentists in our area. Rated for the past six years as one of the top dentists in Northern Ohio by Cleveland Magazine, Dr. Wolnick is one of the top 5% of dentists awarded a prestigious fellowship by the Academy of General Dentistry. Dr. Wolnick's office is conveniently located at 6363 York Road in Parma Heights. You can reach his office to schedule an appointment by calling 440-888- 5055. That's 440-888-5055. There is nothing better than great dental care from a great dentist. 
Hi, I'm Pat Lamb. Select Insurance Services is a family-run business and your personal shopper for auto, home, and business insurance. Plus, I'm Dave Ramsey's endorsed local provider. I think you'll agree, insurance is confusing, but at the same time, it's very important to your financial security. We believe insurance should be secured through a professional. Why? Because one wrong click in the do-it-yourself plan could cost you everything. Our approach stands out because we ask the right questions, listen to your personal situation, and share our knowledge to close potential coverage gaps. This is an experience a do-it-yourself plan can't provide. Did you know there could be a coverage gap when you drive someone else's car? So call us today, 440-237-8555, or check us out at selectinsservice.com. 440-237-8555, or selectinsservice.com. Hi, this is Nick Phillips, host of The Advocate. Pat Lamb and Select Insurance have been my insurance agents for years. Wonderful to work with and never a hassle. Call Pat Lamb at Select Insurance for your insurance needs. And now, back to The Advocate with your host, Nick Phillips. Welcome back, Cleveland. Nick Phillips with you with our final uh, segment of The Advocate. We're talking to aviation safety specialist, John Cox. And John, as always, thank you for joining. Uh, my pleasure. Thanks for having me. You know, we're, we're talking about how to evacuate from an aircraft. And uh, during the break, we talked a little bit about service animals, people who come on board with their service animals and if there is a, an incident and everyone has to get out of the plane quickly, what do you do with the service animal? That's a very tough decision to have to make, but we have to protect human life. And as a result, um, you need to leave the service animals where they are and get you and the people around you out of the airplane. Uh, and I recognize that's a horribly tough decision to have to make, but we need to protect the human life so the service animals um, they, you'll, you'll end up having to leave them behind. Oh, un- understood. Well, I say it's a horrible decision, but you're going to be in a horrible situation anyway. So it's life and death for a lot of people. And humans do take priority, n- no doubt. Uh, switching gears a little bit about uh, the Alaska Air Flight, where the Boeing 737 uh, had a, a, door, a door area, it was a door plug, I think they called it, uh, popped out of the aircraft at about 16,000 feet and left a gaping hole in the fuselage. Uh, first off, they understand the plane was about 16,000 feet. Did the passengers experience much discomfort uh, at depressurizing at 16,000? They, they would have clearly uh, known that the cabin had depressurized and what could have caused ear uh, pain for uh, a number of people, but it's of pretty short duration. Um, and I, there's so much noise and uh, that goes on, people concentrate more on getting the oxygen mask on uh, and, and reestablishing oxygen that they can breathe. So, um, yes, they would have experienced discomfort. It would have been significantly colder um, as well until the flight crew could get the airplane back down below 10,000 feet. It was very fortunate the passenger seats right at that door plug were empty. They were not occupied at the time. If they were, how safe would that passenger have been or would, at 16,000 feet? Would the depressurization put them at risk of being sucked out of the aircraft? I don't think so. Um, I think that the, the way that the door came open uh, and the size of it uh, was such that it would have been terrifying. But the seat track didn't move. The seat remained secured to the floor. And that's one of the improvements we've made over the years is the seat's are, are attached to the airplane with, str- with a stronger latching mechanism. 
So um, I, I believe that while it would have been absolutely terrifying, I believe that had there been somebody in that seat, there's a, a pretty high likelihood they would have survived it. Um, but it would have been, uh, I'm glad there was nobody in those two seats. Oh, me too. Uh, well, we're running out of time, but uh, with regard to the investigation going on with the FAA and, and Boeing, uh, they're finding that there are some loose bolts and some other, I guess, door plugs that are, are loose, and that came from a subcontractor. Uh, a topic maybe for another day, but do you think the uh, 737s will be flying soon again, released? I, I do. I think with, within a couple of weeks, uh, you'll see the airplane back in service after they have completed a pretty thorough inspection. Um, this it, it's, it shows that this is a process failure. And NTSB, Boeing, FAA, and others, they're going to look in detail of that process failure so that they understand it and can pre- prevent it from happening again. But as far as once the airplanes have been through inspection, um, they'll be safe to fly. Excellent, excellent. And uh, for the rest of 24, we're going to be seeing you on TV. And when things happen, we'll get your uh, smiling face to give us an explanation as to what's the science behind it. We'll still see you, I assume. Um, if something, if there's a question that comes up when aviation, uh, yep, uh, I'll be there to try to help explain it and leave the, the facts as they are and, and try to minimize the sensationalism and just explain to people what we know at the time. Oh, very good. Well, at, at, uh, in closing, the less we see of you, that means the fewer aircraft disasters there are. So sort of a bittersweet uh, thing, John. But thank you so much for joining us today. My pleasure. Thanks. And thank you for listening. We'll be back uh, next week, same time, same station. So we'll be right here on WHK. So have a wonderful, happy, and safe week. And Goodbye. I sat and watched the Zanzibar sunset, sat and drank my fresh mint tea, with nothing to do until morning, and only my mind accompanied The Advocate is sponsored by Nick Phillips and is responsible for its content. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.